Today's episode is sponsored by an upcoming movie called If. We don't go to the theater a lot as a family, mostly because it's tough to find a movie we're all going to like, but If is one of those movies. It comes out in theaters May 17th. I saw the trailer the other day, and we ended up watching the trailer multiple times to check out all the different imaginary friends that are in it. Some of them are what you would think an imaginary friend would be like, a nice-looking monster, kind of. But other ones are so random, like this one that's a knight and one's a dragon and one is just a banana. And it gets wilder, too, but I'm not going to spoil it all for you. The movie is about this girl who can see imaginary friends, and she goes on this magical adventure to reconnect forgotten imaginary friends with their kids. I know me and my kids are going to enjoy going to the theater for this one, and the cast has tons of our favorite performers like Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Maya Rudolph, Matt Damon, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Emily Blunt. John Krasinski wrote the movie inspired by his own kids' imagination to be funny and exciting for all ages. It looks like a real slam dunk. The movie If releases in theaters May 17th, and we are totally going, so check it out. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Kid Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Today's episode is sponsored by the Kid Stories Podcast Patreon. There are so many cool series over at the Patreon, I don't even have time to explain them all. There's the Dungeon Crashers, Captain Max and the Starfighters, The Power Crystal, These Dark Times, The Ballyhoo Mouse Tribe Origin Story, A Hummus Wrinklesmith Adventure, More Drawing Videos, a post about how to become a pen pal of the podcast, and more. And right now, if you're a member of the Patreon, you can vote on what you want Stella's curse to be. So visit patreon.com forward slash kid stories podcast to check that out. Now on to some shout outs. Happy birthday, Rosie. Rosie turned seven years old just the other day. I'm hoping for her birthday, she got a huge boat stolen from the 1000 Pirate Gang and a fire-breathing potion and three talking cats and her very own healing pool and some duck bombs and a magical amulet that turns her into a mist fairy whenever she puts it on and a big bucket of goofballs. Rosie, I think if you were a character in the valley, you would be Tatiana's apprentice and you would go on missions with her and she would teach you how to be an expert archer and troll fighter. Hope you had a great birthday, Rosie. I also want to give a big shout out to Griffin, who dressed up as a tree beast for Halloween. You can see a picture of him dressed up on the Kid Stories podcast Instagram. There's a link in the show notes. Griffin, you looked awesome as a tree beast. That was so cool. If you were a character from the stories, you'd be, well, you know, a tree beast. But you wouldn't be all wild and crazy and bitey. You would be able to talk and reason with people, and you would go on adventures with the ninjas. Thanks for listening, Griffin. Today's episode is titled The Anti-Pirates Part 2. The ninjas and their new kid friends from the ocean rushed through the forest to the little burned-down harbor town. The 1,000 pirate clan was surrounding the island with their army of boats. The ninjas emerged from the jungle and ran to the remains of the town. The residents were still in the process of building back the demolished town and would be for some time. The young girl they spoke with before noticed them and approached. Oh, hey, you're back, she said. A small group formed around them as they walked in among the destroyed, rebuilding town. The ninjas were squishing in their wet shoes and clothes from swimming to the island. They looked uncomfortable and tired. 
the old man who loaned them the boat stepped forward. He noticed their bedraggled state and considered that perhaps their journey wasn't going as planned. Hello again, travelers, he said. Did my boat make it back? The pirates just blew it up with a well-placed cannonball shot, said Ben-Ben, getting right to the point. We probably would have been captured if not for these kids who apparently live in the ocean and have animal sidekicks. The old man scratched his head, and the other townspeople looked equally confused. In other bad news, the 1,000 know we're here on the island, so they are surely coming after us, said Tatiana. The townspeople appeared in various states of frustration and despair. Heavy sighs and hands on their heads, and some just walked away altogether. We can get rid of them, but we need your help, said Evelyn, stepping forward. I know this is difficult. The 1,000 has made it tough for everyone in the area, and this is when we fight back. But we're going to need your help. We're going to need a catapult, said Bryant. Evelyn turned to Bryant with a confused look on her face. A catapult? she whispered. You think we need a catapult? Oh, definitely, said Bryant. We definitely need a catapult, uh, as big a one as we can make, yeah? We can put one together pretty quick with all this rubble over here. Come on, we've only got about ten minutes. Bryant ran to one of the big piles of rubble that June created only days before. Some townspeople followed him, and they began attaching pieces of wood and metal in the general shape of a catapult at his direction. Is he really going to make a catapult in ten minutes? Tatiana asked Evelyn. I don't know, maybe. While he's occupied, though, let's make a plan, answered Evelyn. The ninjas huddled together to figure out their next steps. We can't make our last stand here, said Tatiana. There's not enough material here to fight or build defenses. I agree, said Evelyn. We need to escape from here to a nearby island and try and deal with the pirates there. Brighton is nearby, said Tatiana. I say we try and make our way there. We can find weapons and gather some local forces to help. Good idea, said Evelyn. If these locals can scatter the 1,000 ships with the catapult, then I can teleport us on board one of them and we can make our escape. You can teleport? asked Stella. I can teleport too. That's awesome, said Evelyn. How did you get your powers? No idea, said Stella. You? No idea, said Evelyn. Okay, this is a fun little teleporter conference you two have going on, but we need to get to work said Tatiana. Everyone agreed, and they ran to check out the catapult. Wow, said Ben-Ben. It looks like an actual catapult. Everyone else was also surprised that they were able to construct such a device in mere minutes. Bryant rushed around the large wooden structure, directing some volunteers on how they could help finish up. We only need a few more minutes, said Bryant. He turned to address the rest of the townspeople. Gather up some things to launch at those awful pirates. The helpers dragged heavy things like bricks and stones over to the catapult staging area. The ninjas scoured the area for anything useful they could use for weapons. All they could come up with were a few broken pieces of wood resembling clubs. It would have to do for now. Tatiana and Evelyn looked out to the ocean. The ships of the 1000 could be seen in the distance sailing around from either side of the island. Their cannons will be in range in about three or four minutes, said Evelyn. Looks that way, said Tatiana. You ready for all this, kid? Evelyn looked up to Tatiana. Sure. 
The group scrambled to complete the catapult, and Ben-Ben addressed the crowd of residents. If you're not working the catapult, you should be hiding, Ben-Ben shouted. The catapult will scramble the boats and give us enough time to teleport out of here. Hopefully then we will draw all the ships away from here. Good luck. Most of the residents scrambled back into the jungle and out of sight. A few stayed to help out with the catapult. All right, pull down the arm and attach the restraining rope, ordered Bryant. Ben-Ben and Stella filled the bucket of the catapult with broken bricks and stones. Bryant stood next to the catapult and looked out to sea, eyeing the best target. Turn it just a bit to the right, he directed. The helpers shifted the catapult slightly to the right. Landry's eyes narrowed as he waited for one of the pirate ships to sail into range. Almost. Wait for it. Ready. Fire! Ben-Ben released the restraining rope and the bucket shot up into the air. The entire catapult lifted off the ground a bit as the cluster of bricks and stone launched through the sky. Everyone's eyes followed the arc of debris until it pummeled the closest pirate ship. The loud sound of stones smashing into wood echoed off the water, followed by angry pirate yells. This is the part when they start firing back, yelled Bryant. Shift the catapult and ready to fire again. The catapult crew lifted the catapult just enough off the ground to move it a few feet away. They set it down and again filled the bucket for another shot. Again and again, the catapult moved and fired, moved and fired, keeping many ships at bay. But one catapult could not fend off an entire army of pirates. The sea before them was now filled with ships closing in, and soon their cannons were within range. The pirates began blasting the little island with cannonballs, just as they had weeks before when they destroyed the town. Explosions ripped up the ground all around the residents and the ninjas. Bulise, still holding baby Landry, yelled to Stella, All right, time to get out of here! Ben-Ben, Bulise, Tatiana, Bryant, and Evelyn all huddled around Stella. Evelyn and Stella stood next to each other with their arms outstretched and their palms open. They closed their eyes and focused their teleporting magic. In a flash of white light, the heroes were teleported to the nearest pirate ship. They rushed out in all directions to knock the pirates in the water and take over the ship. Ben-Ben, get to the cannons. Start blasting the other ships right away to draw them to us, Tatiana yelled. Evelyn, on me. We've got to get to the steering controls and get this thing headed to Brighton. Now, word had gotten out by now that the ninjas were able to teleport, and so the pirates were not completely surprised when it happened. They descended upon the ninjas with swords and screams, hacking and growling like angry pirates do. Tatiana and Evelyn fought and shoved their way to the steering wheel at the front of the ship. A large group of pirates blocked their path, and Tatiana looked all over for a way around. Evelyn closed her eyes, and it looked like she was whispering something. Tatiana thought for a moment that she was going to teleport them beyond the group of pirates. Duck, she said to Tatiana, just as something huge blasted up from the side of the boat. A giant gray blob shot up from the water and landed in the group of pirates, knocking most of them down to the ground. The manatee swung and slapped its tail back and forth, knocking the pirates off the boat with its massive wet body. 
With one final twist of its torso, the manatee flopped up into the air, off the side of the boat, and back out into the ocean. Thanks, sweetie, yelled Evelyn. Tatiana stood shocked. Did you just mind control that manatee to jump up here and fight off those pirates? She asked. Not mind control, said Evelyn. We have a mind link, and I just asked nicely. Me and Sweetie are besties, and help each other out all the time. Tatiana and Evelyn continued on to the steering wheel and redirected the pirate ship to Brighton. Below deck, Ben-Ben had fought his way to the cannons and began firing at the other pirate ships. Loud booms and puffs of smoke shot from the hull of their ship as they sped off to Brighton. The other ships of the 1,000 also changed course, following the ninjas and the ocean kids away from the little island. Stella and Bulis knocked the remaining pirates off the ship. Bulis was much more cautious, holding baby Landry. But suddenly, one of the very last pirates, a particularly nasty one, rushed Bulis, and she had nowhere to turn. She held Landry tightly and swung her makeshift club back and forth out in front of her. This was the first time Bulis had ever fought while holding a baby, and she was finding it particularly difficult. In a flash, her arm holding Landry was empty. Bulis looked down, fearing she had dropped the baby. She looked back up to the pirate and he began screaming. Bulis noticed that somehow Landry had gotten up onto the pirate's shoulders and each of his little baby hands grasped a pirate earring. Landry pulled and pulled the pirate's ears, and they stretched and stretched to double their size. The pirate yelled and shook his head back and forth, trying to shake the wild, attacking baby off. Finally, the pirate was able to peel Landry off his head, and with a terrified scream, he leaped in the water to escape the attacking baby. Bulis was completely confused as to how Landry got up on the pirate's head. Landry sat on the wooden deck of the boat and laughed like he was being tickled. Bulis picked him back up again. What did you do, baby? She asked him while looking him over for any injuries. How did you get on that mean pirate's head? He teleported, said Bryant, coming up from behind Bulis and out to the main area of the deck. Bulis followed, feeling safer now that all the pirates had been tossed overboard. What do you mean he teleported? asked Bulis. Landry can teleport? Oh yeah, Landry does all kinds of stuff, said Bryant. But we don't really depend on it since, uh, you know, he's a baby and just does whatever he thinks is funny. The sails of the stolen pirate ship swelled with wind and carried the heroes closer and closer to Brighton. Everyone gathered up near the steering wheel. Are we sure the ship is safe? asked Tatiana. Yeah, I just did a quick sweep, said Ben-Ben. All the pirates are off. Once we get to Brighton, we're only going to have a few minutes before the pirates come in behind us. Any ideas? said Tatiana. The pirates are best in their boats, said Evelyn. I say we park this boat at the Brighton docks and come inland, forcing the pirates out of their boats and onto land. Yeah! Then maybe the residents of Brighton can hide, and when the pirates come out into the island to chase us, the residents sneak out and sink all the pirate ships, suggested Bryant. Oh, that's a good idea, said Tatiana. Gather up any weapons you can find here on the ship and prepare to make land at Brighton. Everyone nodded in understanding and prepared for the next step of their plan to defeat the 1,000. The End
Thanks for listening, friends. The website is piratesmelllikefarts.com. You can send any drawings or ideas or anything you want to kidstoriespodcast at gmail.com. And find lots of other cool things at patreon.com forward slash kidstoriespodcast. Adios.